Shopping Maniacs, you're listening to another episode of Shop Talk Show Podcast all about websites. I'm Dave Rupert with me is Chris Coyer. Hey, Chris. Hi. What's happening, yeah. man? Another little heart stop episode. I know, mm. I know. We've been mm. doing, hopefully you're enjoying these kind of But our like, busyness is what makes the show good because we're so busy doing the important I work. Busy, baby. Yeah. Cutting features. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a are. busy time. And then uh, cutting features, responding mm-hmm. to customer feedback. It's been good. Busy, yeah, interesting, nice. busy times at Luro, but um, we're, we're getting there. We're getting close. We're prepping it. We, I said in the discord recently, uh, you know, just kind of prepping it. Want to get some good customer feedback before we go mass market. You know, I I know startup cultures like open the doors and overwhelm yourself and die. But I am like more on the, let me baby step into the pool and (laughs) Let me just wade in and make sure we are even allowed, you know, that, that this pool is, is the right temperature and stuff like that. So make sure we have the right thing before we go all in. It's you know? huge. I'm not a little jealous, honestly, of that phase is, is fun and it will stay in that phase for a long time. Where, where I'm like working on this product that's like pre a bunch of feedback and I'm like so yeah. excited about the feedback stage because I'm like, yeah, I'm so convinced it's a good idea that I. I want to be hearing what people say about it, especially the the critical stuff. So I can be like, oh, yeah, good point. I want to fix it, well, fix it, fix it. And you have to get over your own biases. That's like the the tough part. And and, and I'm probably the worst offender, but uh, it's just, you, you know, you think it's cool. You think it's great. You think it's obvious. And then it's just not anyone who like has done yeah. real user testing. You see it. You see people just fail miserably at their product, and you're just like, or at your own product, and you're just like, "Oops, I thought that was a slam dunk. It is not." So I like, but I, I you know, and I think we're old enough now that I'm not. I don't. Or I just I'm not trying to. I don't think I'm right all the time, like I might have in the past. Like I, I don't sure. care. Please tell me the thing is wrong. I want to know. I will I, I'd rather <laughs> fix it for you than be right. I am borderline, like we've invited a handful of people to Luro and I'm borderline like, I will donate whatever amount to whatever charity you want if you tell me one thing that's wrong. <laughs> just like, just tell it because I like, I'm like desperate for this is messed up. You need to fix this feedback, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I'm, and, and it's, everyone's positive and people have ideas and that's and it's been great and we have had some good feedback so far but it it is this like i'm like almost so desperate for somebody to just be like here's the brutal truth you know and i just would be like whoa so it's like bug bounty for uh just problems (laughs) or something yeah here's yeah not only are your dollars to just tell me what's wrong (laughs) so just hammer it, please. Thank you. $200. Just tell me why it sucks. So that would be awesome. Thank you. So, you know, it doesn't exist yet, but maybe it does. Maybe that's the product I should be building. It's the uh, UX bug bounty or not even UX, but just like, yeah. Well, I saw, you know. I mean, that's funny. I've seen so many like boring takes on that, though, that it makes me like, eh. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the like here's a URL, and then now it has a sidebar on it, and you can just say whatever you want. You know, like how many? I feel like I've seen like ten takes on that since. Right, 
the one I like now is Netlify just because it's just automatically built into that. Like your your to the PRs, yeah, yeah. That's like kind of like makes sense to, to, to be there. Now. I even built one one time. God, when was that? It's just it was it was ages ago, like way before I had any business building a web app. And all it did was kind of like iframe, you know, the the URL, but on the left side there was a just a chat box essentially. So yeah. you could chat about any website, and I was like, "Look at me! You can I've added chat to every website." With you know, I was just stupid. It ended up being not a particularly compelling idea. Why was that bad though? Like, I guess like any yeah, anyone chatting about it too, and not owning the discourse as a company would be kind of bad. But I just would love it too. Like, I don't know. I would love it if like you could. If it existed, but you had a tight circle of friends, or maybe it's your Twitter crew, or you know, or your Mastodon server, or something, and it's like, yeah. it's like, you know, leaves a little. Everyone would have to opt in, of course, but like a browser extension. It's like, oh, Chris was here. Chris read this on October twelfth, you know, or something like that. Like maybe that's too much mm. privacy, but like, but just so you could be like, whoa, like people have like paid attention to this article and maybe you could leave little secret notes on the thing and it's just for your circle. Yeah, I guess that's a little like, medium or Google reader like yeah. that, you know, like the fact that the highlighting stuff was such a kind of interesting feature of medium that actually worked. I think, you know, it's kind of yeah. cool to see what people, especially in your circles did, but that was the beauty of, of the, oh, that's what people I think mean when they say, Oh, I miss Google reader. You know, it's almost become like a cliche kind of thing to say or something, but that's what people really meant is that it, it applied the right amount of socialness to RSS feeds that nobody's been able to hit since then. Yeah. What were those features? I mean, it was kind of like you could kind of like star it, right? And then people would see it or I forget what the like social parts of Google Reader were. You could leave little comments, you know, about it. Or I could specifically share it with people or uh, whatnot. Because there was kind of a follow, follow and follower structure. Um, yeah, I didn't right. use the yeah. heck out of it. It mostly was just was a good was a good reading experience. I wonder though if it, if it came back and it's in the exact form that it left. You know, after all these years, would we still think it's good, or would we be like, "Ooh, actually, you know, <laughs> we've gotten used to some additional features." Like, I really depend on Feedbin's ability to send my newsletters there. You know, Google Reader certainly never had that. I also like how when I'm using it to look at feeds, it looks like the email would have looked. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a couple of clients that I also use, like Net Newswire or whatever. I think is a very nice RSS product, but it like munges the crap out of everything that you subscribe to, so that there's a there's a good number of things I subscribe to that just look really bad in it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I like I like it when it looks like the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's emails. Yeah, um, yeah. You tricky. know the. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, sharing was from 2007 to 2011 in Google Reader. And like it would share like a link through an email, but then it like got to a point it was kind of like it would show like all the stuff Dave shared to whoever and, you know, but then it got replaced or kind of killed for the Google plus one button, like basically the like button. And uh, yeah, I hate to admit, I kind of liked that too because it felt like the most like low pressure way to signal a, a thumbs up on on content, 
not just not necessarily like, like I like liking tweets. I just there's something nice about clicking the little no, like button. No, and uh, plus one was a like button for blog posts. You know, I mean that's how we do. We're doing it in like stars and feedbin, right? And then you and me and Robin Randall share our feedbin stars or whatever. You know, like it's just wouldn't it be cool if uh, that was just built in to the system? You know, we didn't have to do a workarounds. You know, so anyway. Whatever. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. 2013 it died. So next year, soon, soon to be. I mean, it's already November and it looks like March. it was about March 2013. So that we'll have a 10 year party for, for Google Reader. I'm no longer convinced that we, that, that it's, that, that I, it would be awesome to exist again. Like it was cool to be mad for a while, but 10 years we can be over it now. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, um, I, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, you, you kind of like it's a cliche to lament over Google Reader, you know, and it is. But like Feedbin, I have Feedbin. Feedbin's great or or <laughs> Reader app for, uh, you know, iOS or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's it's $5 or $10, or $8 something, but it's great. Like use these things, please. Like if if it, there are alternatives now that, replicate near enough the features that you're not like oh my god i miss google reader <laughs> i don't know oh, no <laughs> like if you actually care you can you can get it done you know i see a lot of requests though for the like they're like well but like starting from scratch would be hard so like can i just have your opml file or whatever and mm. i, I kind of want to do that because I, <laughs> I think my feeds are sweet but there's like just enough junk in mine it's just unorganized enough there's enough like little embarrassing ones probably there's enough like mistakes or like old ones that have somehow turned to spam that i haven't cleaned up and stuff it's mine are always just a hair away from from being yeah. able to just hit export and share the thing that i'm like i right. almost want you to just do it yourself like right do you like that I, website then subscribe to it Jeez. yeah i get i can give you some uh some starters, I guess, like five to 10 starter feeds. But man, yeah, you get into my weird, I got some weird ones and like on purpose <laughs> to like just spice it up, spice up my life with some weird ones, you know? Yeah. Uh, and nothing like, you know, that I would go to jail for or anything like that. But it's just no, like, no, yeah. But it's just, you know, it's like just stuff that doesn't probably apply to your life. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Tech Tech Business Business, you know, but like it, it's, um, you know, there's just just dumb stuff. You know, there's there's a lot of good websites out there, and they post dumb stuff, and you can subscribe to that dumb stuff and get it whenever you want, not just right there. You know, yeah. So. Wasn't it on this show we talked about the sweet spot a little bit, where it's it's almost like the less you post, the sweeter the spot. Almost like not Kinda. like one, once every two months might be a little like too rare for me. Although that's a perfect case because I don't want to miss your post. So I would subscribe to that. But as soon as you're into the like five a day, it's too much. Like I don't want that in my feed. It's, it'll just overwhelm my stuff. It's almost like one a day I feel pretty good about or one a week even. It's pretty nice. But there's definitely a sweet spot. One a day, one a week. Yeah, I think I have the wrong one where I post like five days in a row and then just don't post for a month. I think that's wrong. I think if I <laughs> maybe could plan my life a bit better, I think it would be great. I think you're saying on our show with Zach, um, which I, don't, I assume it's got came out before the show. We're recording a bit ahead, but um, 
like, uh, you know, sometimes you just want to write, you know, or like, you, you like want to share a link, but you're like, I, I just want to write about this and blog a bit or something, you know, about it publicly or tweet it publicly or something. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where, kind of where I get it. It's like, I, I have these things I want to write about, but then it's like, oh, this is just really burning a hole in my head. I need to just like type it out, you know, think about it, you know. I don't need some grand thesis about like some video on Japanese carpentry I watched, you know. So I just, yeah. Yeah, this feels nice. So. Today's episode is brought to you by Sanity. The new Sanity Studio has amazing features like embeddable authoring, which enables you to bundle Sanity as a React component within the web app code itself. The studio has been fully rewritten as modular React-based components that enable you to reduce maintenance for your content system overall. Yay, less code. It also has full TypeScript coverage, so you can customize your studio with confidence and support from within your favorite code editor. Sandy is hosting a Sanity Product Day on December 8th to showcase the latest updates. Learn more at sandy.io slash product day. Thank you, Sandy, for sponsoring the show. Yeah. Well, speaking of software, Dave, I have a, uh, I'm not, should I call it a recommendation? I believe I will. Cause, but again, I'm like having like a new tech week because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like, um, I think this would be a sick pick in the uh, tech parlance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is, but I'm hesitant. I almost more like just want to talk about it rather than just like wholeheartedly endorse it. Cause I'm, you know, it's early. Okay, There's okay. still some things I don't like. That's true of Mastodon too. I'm very new over there. By the time mm-hmm. this comes out, I might it might be a little less new, but um, uh, you know what I mean. Still, like I don't know. I, I feel like a little underqualified to talk about it. Same way with this, which is the Arc browser, which I will tell you about. I was mad skeptical of because for a long time there was there was the all all we knew about what was coming was that there's this company called the Browser Company of New York, which mm-hmm. I I'm not afraid to say I think is a very pretentious title for a business, <laughs> but it turns out they have some really strong lineage from browser maker people, and I I don't blame them. You know they they're in New York and there's some cachet to that, and they have some strong people working for them. So okay, they're the Browser Company of New York, but there was a lot there's like a hype before there was anything at all to see. So you're like, okay, what what could you possibly be working on that's that cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was so hyped. Super hyped. And they're definitely not making a browser engine. I've talked about that before. You just, like, kind of can't anymore. It's too, the browser engines are too far down the line of software for you to jump in and do that. There's a couple of people doing it, and they're doing it very well. Like, they're rewriting browsers uh, from scratch, HTML parser, JavaScript parser, CSS parser. It is not something you just do for fun. It's like you do it because science or you're trying to whatever yeah, optimize just, for can, Raspberry Pis or something. So Yeah, I could see that. Some subset of APIs that do a, a perfect so thing. Arc but, browser, can I predict I'm gonna I I don't I've seen like a screenshot, but I'm gonna tell you what I think of it and you tell me if I'm right. It's made by the browser company of New York. It comes with uh, it. It's dressed in a suit and smokes 
fancy cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> it uh, knows the name of more than four martinis uh, or or cocktails. Uh, <laughs> see how good I am at that. Is that is that? Am I describing the New York Company browser? I think so. I think so. That's the right thing because it definitely doesn't care if you like went for a jog today or anything. It's not that demographic. It's more okay. uh, sophisticated and and stuff. But there's a you know there's a twist of of fun and stuff to it. Really. So th- the point is though, have you ever tried like Brave or something? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Um, Opera what's has another this gamer one, right? Opera GX or something, right? Have you seen that one? It's all on the. My gamer feeds, uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't, but they're um, almost like Shift is a little bit like this, where it's like here's you know here we're going to combine a bunch of apps and a browser together. There was yeah. one that I was that I was compelled to try that you know was like that too that it it kind of like pinned your most work specific apps in a nice way or something. But the point was, it's just. It's probably Chrome or WebKit. It might be Firefox because it's open source. But how how many alternative Firefoxes have you seen? You know, like there there used to be some, but it's not very common anymore for whatever there were, reason. There were, but yeah, not not so much. Yeah, yeah. So chances are, you know, whatever people like Chrome, so Chromium's open source, and people grab Chromium and keep up to date with Chromium the best they can while building a new UI on top of it. I've written about this a little bit too. It's a little bit more complicated than you think because even Chromium is just steeped with Google crap in it. So mm-hmm. first you have to start with Chromium and then rip out a bunch of, of Google-specific stuff if you want to. I believe there's a fork of Chromium that has done some of that work, but imagine the the complexity of that work and the thanklessness of that. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you, 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 that should almost be a startup or something. You should have to pay, you know, $10,000 a month to use, to that, use that fork. fork. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Or, I don't, I mean, which I don't think is the case. I'm not, and, and I'll take, I'll take like the Google thing. I like Google's obviously putting a lot of money into their browser. They, they like are, they have objectives, business objectives for it, supporting it, building it, supporting it. Um, you know, but I, you, we all know just when you code, your stuff seeps in your private APIs or whatever. You're just like, you know what? Rather than like making an abstraction for uh, whatever uh, approved URLs, what's the approved URLs where you can add your URL to a list of URLs that, yeah, it's not like about. CSRF or I don't know. That's not it. But that's like a four letter acronym, I think. Four letter <laughs> thing that? for like uh, HSTS. HSTS, that's it. Boom. Look at that. I got it. So HSTS, like that probably links to Google's own copy of that, not some decentralized version of that, you know, for Google Correct. reasons, you know, yes, or something. Right. So. So, and then think of that times a million choices because browsers are millions of lines of code. So, okay. But so this is where we're at. We're like, you can, if you want to, anybody listening to the show could grab a copy of Chromium and run it and, and, and then change some stuff and call it the Dave browser or whatever you, that's just something you can do. It's still hard work. You know, not to mention why would anybody use this when you could just use the one that stays 100% up to date and is from the trusted source of who it's from and all that stuff. So you better have a compelling reason to use it. 
and they really try, you know. Also, <laughs> Chrome and Firefox and Safari are free, you know. So right. if you're going to do this, you need to find a way to make it a business too. So tricky. I have no idea how the Arc browser from the browser company of New York is going to make money. I assume at some point you're just going to have to pay for it. So it doesn't seem like adding more ads into it or something is going to be a business model. And there's pretty limited number of business models for stuff like this. It -hmm. could just be, let's get a bunch of VC and then somebody will buy us because this browser is better. You know, maybe that's a hell of a gamble though. That's a play. Okay. But I haven't talked anything at all about why arc browser, like I'm three days into using it. What, what's the, what's the, what's the play here? Like, is this better than just using Chrome? the other famous Chromium browser. Yeah. And normally I'd say no, because I'm so, I'm usually very hesitant to use like off the beaten path apps like this. They usually do not appeal to me. And so it took me one day of like, you know, having it side by side with Chrome and experimenting with the features and it, to its credit, it bugs you just enough to set it as your default browser. And it does so in a classy enough of a way that I was like, finally, I was like, oh, okay, if I'm going to actually try this, I'll try it. Because you're not really trying it if you don't set it as your default browser. Because then every mm-hmm. freaking thing you click mm-hmm. goes to your default you browser and you're really, sure. you're really pulled back. Yeah. So I did it and uh, I'm day, day three now and I'm like, I think this is good. I think I really? might just keep it. I think I might just have this be my default browser, which it's like the nerdiest thing to say is a big deal. But for people that spend as much time on the web as we do, it kind of is a big deal That's to switch a, browsers. Quite an endorsement. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what it's like. I, I get what's what's the killer feature? I mean, like I, it's kind of frameless, right? Like like it's less about tabs. That might it's be more the about killer like, feature. Everything yeah. is sort of a little appy applet, right? Kind of thing. Well, there's tabs. I don't think they're trying to. They're tabs, and they're all on the left. So you got to get used to that. Although, doesn't Edge have a left tab? Edge has approach? left tabs. Uh, I've used it. Mixed reviews. Mixed yeah, reviews. It, it's, Fair enough. It, it's. It could be better. It, it's. It's. Uh, they're trying it, and I. I break. I love. I love people experimenting. Floaty tabbies in 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 Safari, love it. I love experimenting. So yeah, but it's not sure. it's not my favorite. I think I just end up going back to regular tabs. So. I thought I would hate it. I don't hate it. I like the left tabs. It's it's a good look. What I like about it, in a way, is there's nothing along the top. They mm. even put the URL bar in that really narrow sidebar spot, which is weird because URLs are are long, right? And I I did push back. I remember how much pushback there was. Remember when Safari was only going to show you just the URL and not the whole URL? And it was a little bit of like, oh, really? You're going to start messing with URLs? <laughs> it's kind of what our company does too. And now that I'm living with it, I'm like, yeah, I don't really care that much. You can see the full URL anytime. Just go click on it. You can see the full URL. It's not trying to hide it from you, but like you don't Mm -hmm. need to see the whole thing all the time. So they take the URL out of there and then they take everything else out of there too. Even browser Mm. extensions, menus, everything. So the top has nothing. And it really makes the website shine. When you're on the website, it makes their navigation of the website. It does. It feels more app-like or something. It Mm. looks good, I think. It looks good. And even when the app that you're on has like left navigation like CodePen does or something, then it just feels like a kind of a multiple drawer situation on the left. And it feels good to me too. And a lot mm-hmm. of apps have that. And I just think it makes the web look good. 
in here. So that to me, almost if there's one killer feature, it's almost aesthetic in that way. Yeah. But that is far from it. There is all kinds of stuff. Here's mm-hmm. one quick one. You're, okay. There's a lot of muscle memory for Command T, right? New tab. They mm-hmm. take that over, which is a bold move, you know, because you're like, ah, give me the tab. But yeah. what it opens up then is kind of like that, you know, it's almost like Command T in VS Code or Command Shift P or whatever. It's like kind palette. of a, the omnibar thing in the middle. Yeah, yeah the okay. command palette. So if you, what you can do is just treat it like a new tab and just type in the URL you're trying to go to or paste it or whatever. And you will go to that URL, but it can do other things too. So what, what I like is that it, it added more power to this thing you already have mus- muscle memory for instead of annoying you and being like, ugh, this isn't really a new tab. I mean, it, it kind of is. So you go to the website or it can um, enable an extension or it can trigger a search or whatever. It just has a little bit more power, but it's not annoying, which is clutch. <laughs> yeah. So interesting things. The way that it handles tabs is there's a there's almost like three kinds of tabs. There's all your temporary tabs. And there's some cool management of that. Like, oh, if I haven't looked at that tab in 24 hours or whatever, it's all settable. Just close it. <laughs> I don't oh, care, wow. Okay. You know? yeah. Yeah. And then there's pinned ones at the top. Any tab, I really like this, you can rename. Can't do that in any browser, right? So if you're annoyed that like, you know, CodePen says something like, you know, I think we start it with like your work dash code pen mm-hmm. for whatever reason and you don't like the way we've named the tab you can just right click it rename it call it code pen or cp or something now mm-hmm. that tab's called cp cool don't like our icon just right click the icon and give it a different one you can just <laughs> pick from wow. ones built in or whatever you don't like the way it looks or the, there's a better scheme or something you like it's kind of fun. i think that's kind of cool and those pinned ones just stay up there all the time and i'm a fan of pin tabs anyway from Lots of browsers offer that now. I just think that's nice. Be like, these are the tabs I always want to open. Then there's almost like ones above pins, which I want to see the technology of. They're they're way at the top and you only see their icon. But whatever you click on those, they just are instantly there. I almost feel like it it keeps them in memory better somehow. Okay. Okay. Or pre-renders them or something. There's some kind of tech there. It's really interesting how fast those particular tabs come up. Just really nice. Even they've even overridden how like confirm dialogues work. If there's like a hmm. this 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 website is asking for your permissions to see something, yeah. they tuck it out of the way over into the sidebar, and it has a really nice aesthetic look to it. Hmm. Really classy. Now they also want to, there's all these other. I mean, there's a millions of features, so I'm not going to do every single one, but they kind of want you to think in spaces to almost like Notion or something that you have kind of like your work tabs and then whatever. I'm trying to lean into it, having like a social media tabs space. Yeah. And then I can switch away from all that and there's no social media at all. It's just, you know, work stuff and whatever else in another one. I don't know if I, if I care about it that much, but it, it, you, you can make them look very different, different colors and stuff. So you mm. can, you know, at a glance, know what kind of group you're looking at. There's nothing has annoyed me either. And because it's just Chrome and I kind of like Chrome, it has good dev tools and all that. You could just, you, like as a developer, it's not bothering me at all because it's all the same keyboard shortcuts. It's literally identical copy of Chrome dev tools. They're not trying to mess with your dev tools. So for development, it's fine. Mm, yeah. 
Interesting. I, I it's funny you say like uh, nothing annoys you. I just noticed Edge went to a rounded Omni bar. It has fifty percent rounded corners on the Omni bar, mm. and I'm out. I am out. <laughs> I am not using that one anymore. So I need a new browser. I'll take an Arc invite. I don't care. Like I'd like to see it, but yeah, I just kind of man. I just that's funny how just tiny little annoyances. Boom, I'm out. Or I'd like to see it. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, you know, maybe, maybe this ties into the whole Twitter thing, uh, which we've talked about before, but like, you know, maybe it's time for a shakeup. Like maybe we shake up technology, <laughs> just, just do it, do it differently for a bit, you know, and, and, uh, start to see like things in a different light. You know, I think JavaScript's having a bit of a shakeup too, you know, like everything's kind of going server side, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's all interesting. So maybe, maybe we just kind of embrace this big shakeup that pe- things are doing, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, just a couple of more. It, um, a couple of, like, here's a bigger thing that I, I wonder if I feel like I feel like I saw this previewed and then I'm almost kind of like glad that they don't go all in on it, but it does seem like a big play is they call this like mini arc or little arc or something. There's a keyboard command for it. So wherever you are, you know, you're in Slack or whatever, press like mm-hmm. command option N, you get a little, you get a little tiny arc. So what happens is you get the, like the command, you get the command palette. So you can go wherever you want. You're like, Oh, I need to go to MDN quick. You just get like mm-hmm. a little tiny browser that has MDN in it. And you look at what you're going to do and then you just close it or whatever. It's just like a little oh, tiny browser, cool. maybe right where you need it. And then, yeah. but it's not really part of the overall browser thing. I haven't got good muscle memory for it yet. We'll see if that works or not. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's just an interesting idea, right? Why not? The <clears throat> you know how like in DevTools in under the Elements tab, mm-hmm. you can kind of click the the mouse and then move the mouse around and kind of get yourself onto a section of the DOM that you're trying to look at, and it highlights it. I feel like that's what they're there. They have a capture portion of this page tool. You click the little camera and then you, you move the mouse around and it highlights areas of the page that are clearly influenced by the DOM. Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't necessarily drag. You can drag if you want to, but before you start clicking and dragging, it's like highlighting areas of the page that you might want to take a screenshot of. Mm-hmm. And then if it does that, it's, it ends up being a really nice screenshot because it's like cropped exactly to that DOM element. To that node, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it just kind of saves it into its little internal library of screenshots, but also has like annotation tools built in and sharing tools built in. Oh, wow. You know, I don't know how much they needed to do that. I, there's this one from Mac called Clean Shot X that I just think mm-hmm. is a freaking masterclass in, <laughs> in screenshot tools. So that's the one I prefer, but it is interesting to see a browser make that a first-class citizen. So maybe then it goes. Part of that, what's interesting is that they go into this thing called your library, mm-hmm. and they they want you to lean into the library concept. I think it's like a files and such that you have easy access to in the browser. Not convinced. I like that, but hey. It's a it's an interesting play. So you know, I keep talking and talking and talking. It, I'm not sure there is one killer feature. There's just lots of features, and nothing's really getting in my way to the point where, like, yeah, this could be my browser. I think it's hmm. an improvement. 
Now, there's some interesting. I read a Verge article with you know one of the. I, I forget who wrote it. I should I should be crediting this properly. That would be good journalism. Sorry. Um, but there was a it was an interview with one of the guys whose whose lineage in browsers is is super deep, and he said while wow. I was at Chrome, there was a lot of red tape as far as what we could do with the UI because Darren so Fisher. much Darren Fisher okay. that's it yeah was was thinking so hard about they want you to search constantly so if there was ever a feature that was proposed that would lead people away from needing to search Google again, they just wouldn't do it. Wow. And I feel, you know, because they're like, well, that's where the money comes from here. It's a smidge damning, but yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, oh, we've, for like the last, you know, since 2006 or seven or whatever, we've been funneled into a search box for the everything. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. So, so if there's a feature in Arc, they can, they can, they don't have that same tape. You know, they can say like, oh, if we can get you back to a tab you already have open or get you to somewhere in your library or something, that's actually what you want to do. You don't necessarily need to execute a Google search to do it. We'll do that because it could mm-hmm. be better UX. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, what is it? No gods, no uh, masters or something. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you, you don't have any golden calves, so you can just do kind of whatever you need to, you know? You can kind of experiment and move around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's interesting. I, I'm. Give it a spin, bud. I know it's. I'd uh, like to give it a spin. I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I do like websites, you know, as they are. The screenshots I've seen haven't been like super like, oh man, I need that, you know, but <laughs> I do think I like, I don't know. I, I think if I reevaluate again, reevaluating 2022, reevaluate what you do, uh, I probably do just go to the same five websites over and over and over, you know? So <laughs> if I just like put those as little thumbnail, you know, docked little applets, you know, that would probably be great. You know, that would probably suit all my needs. So it's like fin, feed bin, Mastodon. Maybe as long as you don't feel feel stifled by that, you know, you might, even right. if that's true, you could be like, mm, but I don't, I don't like it, <laughs> I, <laughs> which would be fair I to feel. I don't you know? like it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I, I think it's fun when browsers experiment and, play except for rounded corners on an omnibar i think that's just <laughs> taking it too far taking it one step too far yeah sorry edge you're cool. you know what edge is done i'm not to bitch about browsers that's fine um edge edge has been like cramming in like they had this little like you can turn it off but it was like this microsoft office bar on the right you know it's like a vertical tabby thing for microsoft mm. office products and it's just like i know that's how you make your money but stop it. Like, just, I don't, no one wants that, you know, like it's, it's called the sidebar and it's just, you know, got links to Bing, man. That's, you know, that's what you, yeah. I'm just like, please, I don't want MSN Microsoft news network in my stinking <laughs> browser, man. Like quit putting it like there. The most egregious one of those was if you have Dropbox installed and then you open like a local copy of like an Excel sheet or something, Dropbox is like, you know what? We're going to be so helpful. We're going to put a Dropbox logo 
over the right hand corner of the scroll bar that's like I I don't even know why. Like why? Yeah. Why? Have you seen that one? That one no, blows my uh, mind. Yeah. You know, it's desperado. Does that the like a, it's like thirsty, you know. It's in oh, the thirsty. TikTok sense. That's, that's it's, the it's word just for like, it, isn't it? It's just like, hey, don't be so thirsty, man. Just be cool. <laughs> just be you. Just, just be a a file sync utility that also has a a uh, inexplicable WYSIWYG editor document source. Just be that. Be you. Like, don't. Don't just be thirsty for clicks and likes and logo impressions. You know, you can imagine the you know the the meeting. They're like, we need you know do we need to raise a brand awareness? Yeah, we got KPIs. How can we hit the KPI? Freaking jam it somewhere else. And you know what? That's going to teach them because guess what? Guess guess whether the numbers are going to go up or down. They're going to go up temporarily. Yeah, logo impressions are going up. They're going through the roof. And Tim has got a LinkedIn bullet point you know for for his role in that tim the manager and uh but yeah it's it's interesting what happens you know i i need to hard stop this but we could like <laughs> i have a fascination with like products and services that should have made it or like had big company backing like the kindle fire phone right this is my quintessential example it's it's by Amazon company. Most people like, I mean, I know they got their problems now, but when the fire phone came out, everyone was like, dude, this is awesome. I get packages in a day. Uh, Kindle fire, one of the best selling tablets in history. You know, it's kind of the budget uh, iPad. That's fine. Super massively popular. Yeah. Fire phone comes out, not popular. And, but they like every Amazon box for like two years had to buy a Kindle Fire phone, you know, buy the Fire phone for, you know, like they had infinite marketing is what I'm saying. Like just through taping up boxes. Why wasn't that successful? Like it was a company you liked. They had a, pre, a, a successful product as a predecessor. And then all of a sudden they, but they could get zero traction on the phone. I think it comes down to like, it was like an expensive bad Android phone, I think was sort of the idea at first, but then they dropped the price down to like, it's free, like, you know, or, mm. or it's one cent. How could they not give it away for one cent? It's just, anyway, it's just, it's, uh, that, that is interesting to me. How does a product with infinite backing not succeed? You know, something like that. So, you know, or Envision's another one. Everyone loved Envision. We Rip loved Envision. We're using Envision. Love yeah. Envision. Envision's like, here's a tool for design system management. We love design systems. We're doing design systems, but we're not using that. So <laughs> we use Sketch, you know? It's just mm-hmm. interesting world back then, you know? God, it seemed like they had infinite money at some point. They, Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It feels like I'm dunking on it, but it seems like they did a lot of good for the world of design. So high five in vision. But I, ne- I, I think I, I never quite understood what it was. I think there was one point where you could like upload a JPEG of a design and then like show it to people or something. So click through JPEG. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Prototypey kind. Click through. So it had little hot spots you could add or something mm-hmm. to it. Does that exist now? If you want to do that, can you still do yeah. that? And you can do that. Yeah. Okay. And you can do it. So they still, they didn't like too. turn their back on their, on their core thing. 
but they but they have like started and lost a few things. Yeah, they started doing other stuff and they kind of like lost the thread and then Figma showed up and obliterated it basically, but but that's the thing too is like, you know, I think they maybe overplayed their hand at pricing sort of because they were like we own the market, we can just charge whatever we want, you know. So I think that kind of hurt them so at least in stuff i've read i wonder what the real story is can they just scale down that would be nice that would almost be like a really a stronger success story is like hey we tried some risky stuff and it didn't work out so guess what we're going to do now we're just going to be a smaller company that would be cool to me to not be just be like well we shot our shot but we're just going to shut down now because yeah i wonder if you even know how at some point though you know what i mean because you like yeah you you might be so tired that you don't even care or so or you're just so used to like having somebody that cleans the toilets you don't know how to do it anymore so you know Mm. yeah that would be really sad i know how to clean a toilet well metaphorically i mean you know (laughs) no i mean whatever the metaphorical toilet in your application is so um Uh, that's true uh, I sorry, I have a hard time getting meeting notifications. So I'm gonna wrap sorry, it up. Uh, yeah, thank you, dear listener, for downloading this podcast. Choice, be sure to start heart favorite up. Uh, I don't know about following on Twitter anymore. So different world. And um, yeah, join us in the Discord, Patreon.com/slash/ShopTalkShow. Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? ShopTalkShow.com, a podcast company of New York. <laughs>